Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, back from London just uh, a day ago. And as I promised a couple of weeks uh, before and before on my last live show, I uh, did indeed go to London, not to see the Queen, <laughs> which I didn't wind up seeing, um, but in quest of Kate Middleton's skirt, the skirt that charmed Prince William. And uh, sad to tell... Um, I didn't wind up with this skirt. Actually, it was meant to be a skirt. uh, She wore it as a dress. I'll tell you more about that. But um, because somebody was willing to bid even a higher outrageous number, (laughs) a more outrageous number than I was. And uh, the skirt ultimately sold for 65 pounds plus 20% commission, which altogether means approximately $130,000. That's a lot of money for a little a little skirt. <laughs> um, I did, however, wind up with, uh, and I had to fight tooth and nail for with um, some items from the Duchess of Windsor. Now, um, let me, for those of you who who were listening before, I will reiterate, and for those of you who are just tuning in, let me tell you for the first time that all of this came about. Uh, this quest started a few weeks ago, actually, several weeks ago, when I was driving along um, and heard on the radio that um, Kate Middleton's dress was going to be going up for auction in London on March 17th. And the estimated high um, price, you know, the, the, the auction house sets a low and a high estimate for what they think it's going to go for. And the low estimate was 8,000 uh, pounds, which would be about, plus the commission would be about $16,000. And the high estimate was 10,000 pounds, which with the commission would be about $20,000. So I figured, you know, yes, that's a lot of money, but I am uh, on this quest, <laughs> my original quest, um, which is related to my new book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. My quest is to help men and women find the love they deserve. That's what the book is dedicated to, and that's what I'm this mission, on this mission to help make happen. And so, um, actually, as it turned out, 
even before I heard about this auction, uh, I had been talking about Kate Middleton in various uh, media interviews, you know, on television, on radio, um, print. You know, I, I've been u- using her, talking about her as an example of the quintessential good girl who used bad girl secrets to catch her prince. And I'll tell you how, you know, some examples of that. And of course, one of the main examples was this skirt that she wore. And, um, um, so I, I would talk about, you know, three different, give three different examples of instances in which she used bad girl secrets. And of course, um, you know, not only is the, is this timely because the wedding is coming up on April 29th, but the idea of um, a quintessential good girl using bad girl secrets to, to literally catch her prince is the message of the book for good girls. You know, it's um, at the, uh, the last chapter in the book, in fact, is bad girl secrets to a man's heart. And these secrets, which I call the six secret spells of seduction, uh, came from my hundred plus interviews of men who have had bad girl experiences, dated, married, uh, lusted after <laughs> bad girls. And so from these hundred plus interviews, I was able to, and of course, you know, the best examples of these are in the book. Um, and from these interviews, which were three to four hours apiece, where men shared their most intimate feelings and experiences and, and, you know, not only intimate sexually, but intimate in terms of the heartbreak that they suffered by these bad girls. And so as I went over in the interviews all the details um, from first beating their bad girl to what went on in the relationship all the way to the end to the heartbreak, um, from going over all of these details and these lengthy interviews, I was able to distill down what it was that these bad girls did to attract and to keep these men, even though they were nightmares to live with, you know, to be dating, to be married to, whatever the relationship was. It was a nightmare. It was painful. But the men kept hanging in there. And so from these experiences, from these descriptions, um, I was able to distill down the, the six secret spells of seduction. In other words, the things that these women had in common that attracted the men and kept the men, despite all the problems they gave the men. And that's how I came to these, these spells. Now, um, the... The t- uh, the, there are 12 types of bad girls uh, that I call the dozen dangerous damsels. And in the book, I talk about what these, you know, what these women want, what each of the 12 types want, why they want it, what, how they, what makes them tick, what caused them to develop into this particular type of bad girl, um, and why men are attracted to this particular type. And then, of course, I give the stories, real stories from the dating front, and then a list of uh, celebrity women, famous women from history to headlines, um, who were, who are, were, or are each of these types. And um, so, Kate Middleton was a perfect 
person to talk about because, um, I mean, they, and her dress was essentially an icon, a symbol of what, of the fact that if good girls take an honest look at themselves and um, figure out what they need to change and, and um, take a risk, you know, become bold enough to do what bad girls do, not to become bad, not to become these dozen dangerous damsels, but to take risks to do what these women do that work. <laughs> you know, it's not one man or two men. We're talking about over 100 men, not to mention all the, you know, men and women who I have treated in my practice over the years. I'm talking about 100-plus separate men who I interviewed to get their bad girl stories. So, I mean, you know, there's no question that these, that these uh, attack, these, these bad, these, these six secret spells of seduction work. Um, and these men, you know, it must be said, um, were, were not, um, you know, were, were very um, worthwhile men. You know, they were, a lot of them were very good looking, a lot of them were very rich and successful, a lot of them had a great sense of humor. They had lots of things going for them, but they had an Achilles heel. And the bad girls knew exactly how to get to their Achilles heel. And um, I guess before, before we get much further, I need to define a bad girl um, so that you know that I'm not talking about a woman who is trashy. I'm not talking about a woman who is evil. I'm talking about a woman who has been hurt, who has had her heart broken, uh, first by her father, who made her, when she was a little girl, um, made her grow up feeling as though she was unlovable. Now, this could be a father who was abusive or cruel, but it certainly doesn't have to be. It could be a father who was a workaholic because he was trying to make money to, um, to buy his little girl nice things. It could be, but he wasn't there, you know. He was, uh, he was out working, and so that left the little girl feeling abandoned, even if he was out working to buy her things. Um, it could be a man who, you know, the, the majority of cases has these days, you know, with each generation, more and more it has to do with parents who are divorced, who are messing up, essentially, and, you know, who are leaving scars, shall we say, on little boys and little girls. That's the problem, and that's why this, I wrote this book or feel so passionate about this book because it is needed more than ever because the dating jungle has become wilder and more dangerous than ever um, and because, uh, especially because of all of the divorces which have made children, children growing up in these homes to be afraid of intimacy to be afraid that if they get into a marriage or even into just a really close relationship, they are risking their heart. They're risking getting hurt like they saw happen to their mother and father. And so um, so bad girls, you know, start off with having these dysfunctional relationships with their fathers who um, make them feel unlovable. Again, the fathers could just be depressed. I mean, especially, you know, these days, it's a, with the recession, with fathers being uh, fired or, 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 la- or laid off or um, losing money in the stock market or, you know, all these various things that are happening, um, 
it's quite likely that people, that little girls or, and little boys, for that matter, are growing up in households where their fathers are depressed. And so what happens is that these little girls with these dysfunctional relationships with their fathers then grow up and start dating and become attracted to bad boys, which was my first book. <laughs> and what happens with these bad boys is that they are heartbreakers and they wind up, there are 12 different types of bad boys, and um, they wind up hurting um, the girls and breaking the girls' hearts. And so at some point, these little girls who have, who have endured um, disappointment with their fathers, feeling they're not lovable, then this gets proven by their being dumped and hurt by the men they go out with. And so at some point, these, these women harden their heart, take their heart off their sleeve and harden it, and give up on finding love, on being loved, and walking into the sunset with their prince. And instead, they, they consciously or unconsciously go for other things that they get from men and try to pretend to themselves that these things are just as valuable as love. Now, when we come back, we'll talk more about what this has to do. <laughs> what does all this have to do with Kate Middleton's skirt and <laughs> dress? And what exactly was I doing in England for a week? We will talk about that more when I come back. It has been quite an adventure and um, an exciting adventure, and I'm happy with what I did manage to uh, to bid on and win in the auction. Auctions are, are re- if you haven't bid to a live auction, you have to go experience that because um, I never, I was never to a live auction before, but um, I'd only been to. Uh, um, silent auctions, and I got kind of competitive <laughs> with that. That went, that went crazy enough. But a live auction is totally different because you, you um, well, I'll tell you more about it when we come back. <laughs> For now, I'll take a break and uh, tell you that you've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and we're talking today about the quest for Kate Middleton's dress, the dress that won the heart of Prince William. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Explore the power and beauty in yourself and in others. Tune in to The Stacey Stern Show, enriching you. Every week, Stacey Stern will connect you with men and women who are living and working from a place of passion. Stacey's guests include successful authors, filmmakers, actors, experts, and leaders. You'll hear what inspires each of them, and you'll be turned on to great films, books, and new media. Tune in to The Stacey Stern Show, 
Enriching You, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, just back from London in my quest to uh, bid on and win. My qu- <laughs> the point wasn't just to bid on, it was to win Kate Middleton's dress, the dress that uh, turned her from platonic friend to love interest and now to uh, bride-to-be uh, for Prince William. She is a woman who actually got her prince, literally. And I wanted to have that, um, to win that dress in order to bring it around with me in the media and on uh, speaking tours and and um, I was going to lend it to museums and have charitable, charitable exhibits, you know, exhibits where I charge people to come in and look at the dress and then the money goes to charity. I had all kinds of great ideas which I am probably going to still do, um, not probably, which I am going to still do with what I did wind up with, um, the lingerie of the Duchess of Windsor, which I will tell you about later. And as I said before, it was uh, no easy feat. Um, just because you want to bid on something does not mean that you don't have, um, and all you need is one. You just need one person who wants it, uh, so much that they are willing to go to greater lengths than you are to get it. And I must say, I went to great lengths to get the Duchess of Windsor's lingerie. <laughs> and why I did that was because um, it was because she's a quintessential bad girl who got her her beau to give up uh, his kingdom, give up the throne for her. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but um, you know it's quite quite something when you're when you're in the middle of this uh, rapid fire bidding, um, where you know you're looked at. Are you going to go hot? You have to decide in split seconds just how crazy, how much you want it, or how crazily you're willing to go to um, you know whether you're going to give up your house and wind up in the street in order to win whatever it is. But let me before I. Um, Go back to Kate's dress. Uh, I just want to, to mention the 12 types of bad girls so that you have a good sense of, of what I'm talking about here. Um, there's the gold digger, the addict, the sex siren, the sexual withholder, the married woman on the prowl, the husband hunter and trapper, the husband stealer, 
the ball buster, the cougar, the bad girl scorned, the ultimate damsel in distress, and the commitment phobe. And each of these women, you know, are going after a man who will give them what they want or who will put up with them in their situation or, you know, even knowing on some level what it is, uh, what the reason is for why they're with them. Um, and, and because they have given up on, on ever hoping that a man will love them and want to walk into the sunset with them just for them. So now let's go to Kate Middleton's dress. Um, so here I was in L.A. driving actually to my, uh, my riding lesson, my horseback riding lesson, when I heard this announcement about Kate Middleton's dress going under the auction, uh, going up for auction on March 17th. And in, uh, in a heartbeat, um, I decided that I would be there and I would get it. Of course, as I was saying before, the, uh, the estimated maximum was going to be about $20,000. And um, I was hoping that it was going to go for something close to that, not $130,000, but it did ultimately go for. So anyhow, what is the significance of Kate Middleton's dress? Well, uh, before the auction, as I was saying, I would, when I would do uh, interviews, I would often mention how Kate Middleton exemplifies a good girl who used bad girl secrets. And first I talked about how when she was in high school, uh, the boys in her class voted on all the girls. They scored the girls on a scale of 1 to 10. And she came out at 2. Now, I know it's, it's probably hard for you to, to, to imagine um, her, you know, the way we know her now, uh, coming out in high school as a 2 out of 10. But, which is, you know, which tells you something, um, that, that you need more than sort of this natural sweetness and natural beauty uh, to get guys' attention or to get guys to think of you as a hot babe, essentially. You know, someone who um, really it has to do with them wanting to feel hot um, in, by having you as their girlfriend, which is what all these 12 types of, of bad girls have in common, the dozen dangerous damsels, you know, although there are certain specific things that reasons why men are attracted to each of the 12 types, on the whole, it has to do with these bad girls making men feel like the biggest studs on the planet. So, so getting back to Kate. <laughs> so, okay, so the guys voted her a 2 out of 10. This did not make her happy. <laughs> And um, what she did that summer, you know, after the vote and after school was over, she took an honest look at herself and she looked at things that she needed to change to get a little higher on the guys' scoring sheets. And so she lost a little weight. She got into makeup. She got into stylish, more stylish clothes. Um, she, got, she changed her attitude. And she realized it just wasn't enough to sort of be a, a sweet wallflower um, waiting for guys to figure out that she's a big catch. And so she changed, as I said, the way she looked. She changed the way she dressed. She changed her, her attitude, you know, to be a little bit more um, outgoing and because she was a shy little girl at first, um, especially in these schools where, you know, you're um, mixing with people who come from, I mean, her family 
at that point was pretty well off, but still it's intimidating to be mixing with uh, boys and girls from these these families who can also um, afford to send their children to private school or as it's called in England, public school, um, and, and to be competing with or socializing with people who um, have a pedigree that is somewhat intimidating. So she came out of her shell. And that was the first example of following bad girl secrets, you know, being honest with yourself and, and, and appraising yourself and figuring out what you have to do differently. Then the next example was this famous, now famous, dress. When she was in college, uh, the same college as Prince William, there was a charity fashion show. And before this fashion show, she had been somewhat of an acquaintance of his, a platonic acquaintance. And that was how he saw her, even with her improving herself in high school still. Um, and until the night of the fashion show, where um, a, a dress by Charlotte Todd, who was a design student in college and who had been asked, along with her peers, to contribute uh, some of their fashions, some of the things that they designed and created, to this fashion show for the uh, students in the college um, to wear. And um, it's not known whether Kate was assigned this dress or whether she chose this dress, but in any case, it seems quite likely that she um, decided that she was the one who decided to wear it as a dress instead of, instead of a skirt. And what it is is a mesh um, outfit, a mesh uh, see-through, <laughs> uh, because it's, it's knitted. You know, it's very, um, very intricately done, a knitted mesh um, piece of fabric, essentially, that with a blue um, binding on the top and at the bottom, with a bow at the bottom, it was part of of a project that um, Charlotte had designed this for, which was called The Art of Seduction. And um, the, um, I'll describe, I'll read actually to you the, uh, the description of the dress from the auction, the Kerry Taylor auction catalog. It says, the knitted mesh slip dress worn by Kate Middleton at the St. Andrews University Charity Fashion Show designed by Charlotte Todd, 2002. The central ground of gossamer fine gold and black knitted silk, the peacock blue hem slotted through with a ribbon, the upper elasticated border in shades of blue wool, waistband, upper band, um, 71 centimeters, 28 inches, together with a photograph of Kate Middleton wearing the dress. Oh, yes, I forgot. You get the photograph, too, for $130,000. Um, so Charlotte Todd was uh, studying for her degree in fashion and textile design at the University of the West of England in 2000, working on this project for the Art of Seduction when she produced this. And um, she was invited in 2002 to submit a garment for the annual St. Andrews University Charity Fashion Show. And uh, it was... So there um, Kate was 
walking down the runway of the fashion show in this outfit. And underneath this gossamer see-through outfit, she was wearing black lingerie, essentially a black bra and panties, uh, bikini panties. That was quite something to do at St. Andrews University, um, you know, risking doing that. And, um, uh, and Prince William is said to have turned to a friend and said, she's hot. And all of a sudden, in Prince William's mind, um, Kate went from a platonic acquaintance to a love interest. And it wasn't just because, I mean, of course, part of it was because she's, you know, a beautiful girl and she was wearing her hair in a way that was kind of sexy with a braid and so on. And she has a beautiful figure. And, of course, that was all shown off in this see-through skirt dress. Um, and essentially, he was seeing what she would what she would look like in her bra and panties, and um, but it wasn't just that. It was also her attitude. It was the attitude of a woman who would dare to put on this outfit and strut down the runway in this fashion show in front of everyone. And that um, that, my friends, <laughs> is an example. A stunning example, a, an iconic example of what happens when a good girl uses bad girl secrets to catch her prince, literally. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your teams. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, 
Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Let me um, uh, tell you what Charlotte Todd, the designer of this skirt dress, uh, said about it. Um, if it is true that my design helped change the prince's interest in Kate from, from platonic to romantic, as has been reported, then I am pleased to have played a part, however minor. I never would have imagined as I sat knitting this piece that one day it would be so important. Indeed, this is the piece that uh, has contributed or is responsible <laughs> for um, Kate walking down the aisle with Prince William next month. Um, uh, let me, let me, and I must say, from having spent some time with Charlotte at the auction, um, she is a lovely woman. You know, it's it's so it's so unassuming um, for a royal matchmaker. It was, um, you know, of course she could have never imagined that um, that this would have happened. And um, at the auction, the Carrie Taylor auction, which was an incredible, incredible experience. There were so many people there. Actually, the first day on March 16th, there was the viewing. All of the items were on display, and people came in to look at everything and decide what they would want to bid on, although there were also bids uh, happening on the telephone the next day and also on the Internet. But... Um, there were, uh, at the auction itself, I don't know, reports say that there were about 300 people. I, I'm bad at estimating the number of people in a crowd. But I was certainly there um, with bells on <laughs> and, um, and very uh, aggressively following the whole thing. Um, and, and actually had the uh, uh, pleasure of going out after the auction with Charlotte Todd and her family um, and toasting her with champagne for the uh, success of her dress pulling in approximately $130,000 when you add in the commission. And she's a really lovely girl. What's, what, what's interesting is that after she designed this and after she was graduated from her design college, um, she didn't wind up going into design because she wasn't able to find a position because it was too competitive. And um, she currently, um, or at least as of the time of the auction, was working in an aquarium in Bristol. And, um, however, <laughs> I think her, her lot has changed now because uh, on the day before the, the auction, um, and I was there the whole day, um, there, were, there was an amazing, amazing throng of media um, I don't know, a hundred different media outlets. It was, it was like impossible to count. Um, all taking pictures of Kate and also of Carrie Taylor, the woman who's, who owns Carrie Taylor Auctions, uh, interviewing them endlessly for hours. Um, 
and uh, and I think that that uh, Charlotte's fortune, or or um, I don't mean necessarily just uh, literally money, um, but her her prospects, shall we say, uh, in terms of finally bec- being having opportunities come her way in design, um, may well have changed from from this experience from. Um, you know, from having made such a splendid outfit that had such a powerful effect. And um, it would seem to me that any uh, text, any design company would benefit from hiring her um, and being able to have a Charlotte Todd line. <laughs> um, you know, it, it just seems it just seems like a natural, and I do hope that she has this opportunity that that something does materialize, and that uh, she is able to finally follow her dreams. She deserves it. Um, now, getting back to my <laughs> me being at the auction, um, I ha- as I was spending more and more time there, um, you know, on the sixteenth, um, and and listening to people and talking to people and and uh, getting a sense for what people were going to be bidding at the auction, it kind of occurred to me that maybe the dress wasn't going to go for just $20,000, and maybe, um, you know, even in the end, I went higher than that. I bid 28,500 pounds, which uh, is, I guess, close to $60,000. Still... Uh, there was someone who obviously went higher, and so I was beginning to get that sense earlier on. And so I started looking at what else, actually even before I came to England, I started thinking about what I might do as a backup plan, just in case there was someone, because there only needs to be one person who's willing to go higher. Um, so my backup plan was the Duchess of Windsor, and there were some incredibly beautiful lingerie from the Duchess of Windsor. And what does that have to do with bad girls, my book? Well, um, just like Kate was the quintessential good girl who used bad girl secrets to catch her prince, the Duchess of Windsor was the quintessential bad girl who um, not only attracted and kept a man, um, but um, stole the King of England away from his throne, got him to abdicate his throne to be with her which is quite something, especially since she wasn't really the most um, beautiful woman in the world. Uh, I mean, she certainly can't hold a candle to Kate, but whatever she did have, she knew how to use it. And um, what she made up, what she, what she lacked in natural, beautiful looks, she made up for in what she, how she dressed. Um, and she... Let, let, let me sort of pause here to tell you that um, just to name the six secret spells, which of course you know just is really simplistic, and because you can't really understand from just naming them what it what all it takes to make these spells work. But I'll, I'll name it just so that you have a better understanding of all of this. Um, the six secret spells are looks, dress, personality. No, looks, dress, sex, personality. Um, lifestyle and tactics, and of course, you know it's a whole, a whole intricate description for each one of things that um, that that are involved in these in these spells. But but you know, so so for example, with Kate Middleton, um, 
And oh, and by the way, Kate Middleton's third, the example of another spell that she used, and, and I guess this would go under tactics, um, was that once they were dating, uh, there was a time when Prince William wanted to sow his wild oats. Now, a good girl would have complained and nagged and cried and pouted and um, begged and done whatever she, you know, all the bad, all the wrong things to, um, or got angry, all the wrong things to tell the prince that he couldn't go out and party and sow his wild oats, that he just had to be with her. Well, Kate didn't do that. She let him do whatever he wanted to do. And instead of sulking at home, she went out. She went uh, to clubs, and she went partying, and she was photographed, of course, um, having lots of fun. And soon enough, Prince William came running back like a little puppy dog because um, he realized what he was about to lose. So that would be tactics. Now, getting back to the Duchess. She couldn't, you know, she looks, she probably made the most of her looks as she could. And, and uh, again, you know, that's one of the things with, with these um, interviews of all the men that I did. Um, the women, even though they describe their bad girls for the most part as beautiful, sexy, gorgeous, and so on, when they sent me photos or I was able to Google the women from the information that they had given me, these women weren't all tens. However, they made the most of their of their looks and um, used other secret spells to to um, in conjunction with them. Oh my, the time is going really quickly. <laughs> That's what happens when you talk about <laughs> bad girls and sex and all that kind of stuff. We do need to take another break. When we come back, I'll tell you more about the Duchess of Windsor and the items that I was able to successfully bid for and win. Um, You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. 
because shift happens. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about the quest for Kate Middleton's dress skirt, (laughs) the one that won the heart of Prince William. Um, I was just talking about, starting to tell you about um, what I did bid on and won, Um, uh, and auctions are not for the faint-hearted, I must tell you. Um, that is, uh, the Duchess of Windsor's lingerie. And let me, um, explain to you how, you know, I was saying before about a bad girl starts off by having a dysfunctional relationship with her father. Well, the prince, the Duchess of Windsor did just do, did do, did have just that. Um, I'll tell you about that. But Kate Middleton's relationship with her father was a wonderful one. He's a warm man. He, you know, they, the family is, is very much a family. And they, um, you know, have warm relationships. And it's that, it's that, um, that first relationship that she had with her father that provided her with the inner strength to be able to go on and use bad girl secrets, not become a bad girl, but, you know, saunter down the down the runway, for example, when she modeled the dress. Now, the Duchess of Windsor, on the other hand, um, her father had tuberculosis, and it is a wonder that he never um, gave it to her or her mother. And but when when the Duchess was born, her father was told um, that he couldn't kiss her or hug her because otherwise there would be this chance, you know, especially as a little baby, um, this, there would be this chance of uh, her contracting the tuberculosis from him and potentially dying, uh, So as he eventually did from it. And so, so this, here was a little baby, a little girl who um, never had a father, her, her father, kiss her or hug her. So, of course, you know, in a sense, it was the quintessential example of not feeling loved by your father. So, what did I bid on? I bid on, well, I, I, first I bid on, um, well, first I bid on, uh, on a lingerie uh, that I didn't wind up getting because I, it was kind of tricky. I was trying not to spend all the money that I had to spend on the Duchess uh, before I got to bid on Kate Middleton's dress. Kate Middleton's dress was the last item. So, you know, there was all this strategy involved and there was all this pressure because you had like two seconds or one second to decide whether you were going to bid or whether you were going to increase it or or not. Um, 
and I had, uh, there was somebody on the phone or on the internet, I think it was the phone, um, who kept going higher. It was going back in the end. I mean, it started out with a few people, or I don't know how many, several people, but in the end, it was between me and this unseen bidder <laughs> on the phone, and, and whoever it was was very determined to get these things, but I was even more determined because I was not going to come home from London empty-handed. If I didn't get Kate's dress, I was going to damn well get <laughs> something from a bad girl at least. So I bid on and got three lace boudoir jackets from the 1930s to 50s uh, of the Duchess, comprising an ivory blonde lace jacket with design of pagodas and blossoms, late 1930s with pink taffeta shoulder ruffles and blue bows, a black Chantilly bolero from 1950 with Wallace's blue organza flounces to the shoulders, a pink chiffon capelette adorned with antique needle-run lace, and a pink chiffon handkerchief, get this, a pink chiffon handkerchief edged in black machine chantilly bearing traces of perfume and lipstick. I have per- traces of perfume and lipstick from the Duchess. So, and these beautiful, beautiful um, boudoir jackets. And so I wound up, let's see, how much, I'm not sure if I repressed this or not. I wound up spending um, 2,600 uh, 2, pounds, which with the commission comes out to about um, 52000 I mean, $5,200. Uh, not, not done, however. I then bid on... Um, the Duchess's shocking pink chiffon nightdress and matching capelet from the late 1940s to early 1950s. This gorgeous long um, uh, nightdress, you know, be- with lace on the top. It's just beautiful. Uh, bias cut the upper edges of the bodice appliqued with Brussels Duchess bobbin lace, satin ribbon ties, the pointed front panel embroidered with chain-stitched chevrons, the low back intersected by three chiffon bands, the matching capelet edged in flounces. Anyway, it's gorgeous, and it's by, from a bad girl, the quintessential bad girl. And I must give credit where credit is due in terms of Carrie Taylor herself, an incredibly elegant, wonderful woman who, um, despite losing her voice uh, from all the interviews and from, from this auction that had 293 lots, you know, in other words, um, each lot uh, had... Um, some of them had more than one item, and it is not an easy feat to be an auctioneer, especially in an auction where there was all this pressure. There were all these media people gathered in the back um, and and people who were very determined to bid on whatever it was that they were going to bid on. Um, and I'm, I'm really thrilled with what I got. The, oh, the, the uh, full-length shocking pink, you know, that's my color. I had to have it. And so I went up to 4,200 pounds on that. So um, with commission, 20%, it comes out to um, approximately (laughs) $8,400. I was having a very good time. (laughs) Um, I think I got those. uh, Yes, 42 and 26, right. Um, and um anyway it's and yes i do plan to bring it to media interviews bring it to speaking engagements lend it to uh, museums uh having have charitable exhibits and so on i'm really excited about possessing this piece of history 
and um, and using it to describe what kind of bad girl the Duchess was. Um, I'm still doing investigation into her background, but so far what I've been able to find is that she fits into a number of the categories, the gold digger category. She had husbands before um, the prince, before the man that she, who, who she made give up her throne, um, his throne. Uh, she was married before. In fact, that was part of the scandal. And in fact, not, so not only was she a gold digger, but she was a married woman on the prowl because she was married at the time that she met him. And also she fits into the ball buster category because, you know, any woman who can make her guy give up the throne to the, to, to, uh, um, the British Empire is quite something. So that's the story of that. It was, um, it was an amazing experience. I was, uh, I, I really would, um, recommend that you at least go to an auction like this to observe, if not to buy, and be, be very careful, decide how much you, you know, what your budget is and so on, because you, it is very easy to get carried away. Um, and, you know, for example, when I got into this bidding war with one person, I think it was a different person on the two different lots that I bid on and won, but whoever it was, they were because they weren't there. They were by telephone. Whoever it was, they were incredibly, incredibly determined, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. And everybody is watching you, and the pressure is on. You know, the more it goes back and forth, are you going to go a little higher? Are you going to go a little higher? You know, and it's like, it's really, um, you know, it, it all depends on not only you know how much money you have to spend, but also how determined you are to get something. Um, <laughs> And of course, I was determined to get Kate Middleton's dress, but no, I could not go up to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars on it. Um, the and what was interesting was the man who finally bid the sixty-five thousand um, pounds um, was this man who was in the back of the room on a cell phone, obviously talking to someone who was giving him instruction as to how high to go. Um, in the end, you know, of course, the media all descended upon him like uh, a swarm of bees, and he got out of this swarm as quickly as he could and left, and he was a mystery man. And then finally, after the auction was all over, um, the, a man named uh, David Gainsborough Roberts, who is a Jersey, England collector um, of, of antiquities and fine arts and so on, um, he apparently called a radio station or somehow let it be known. He revealed on BBC Radio. Um, oh, well, that was... Well, anyhow, he let it be known that it was his nephew, Nicky Roberts, who bought the dress. And um, and now um, uh, the uncle, David Gainsborough Roberts, has said on BBC Radio that the money, that the dress is going to be sold again, going to go up for auction again, to raise money for charity, and the, the uh, as of you know a couple of days ago, what he said was that we're going to put it in the British Antique Dealers Association Fair next week in London. Um, <laughs> so yes, it's very tempting for me to go back, but no, unless I can find some partners to um, bid more than one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, that's not going to happen. But I haven't given up. I may well find some partners. I actually had tried to do that before I went this time, 
And um, people didn't seem to have $130,000 just lying around. But maybe I need to find other people. Anyway, it was a wonderful experience. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. I have these gorgeous pieces of history uh, from the bad girl, the Duchess of Windsor. And um, I, I do want to give thanks to the incredible hospitality of Carrie Taylor herself and all the people who work for her at the auction. They couldn't have been more hospitable. It was an incredibly exciting time. And again, I, I send my best wishes to Charlotte Todd. I hope she does get uh, her place in the fashion industry because she well deserves it. And, um, and you know, both of these items <laughs> of, of, well, the, the items of clothing from both of these women are icons and lessons um, to good girls and bad girls and, and, and sitting duck guys everywhere as to the power of these six secret spells of seduction. And uh, it's telling good girls that you don't have to become a bad girl, but you do have to learn how to use these six secret spells if you want to catch a prince. So I hope you've enjoyed going along with me on this incredible trip to London and uh, taking a behind-the-scenes look of, of what went on. And um, the story is going to continue to unfold. So, um, again, my book, my book, we have to go back to that, is called Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. You can buy it in, well, depending upon where you live. If you live in the States, you can buy it in Barnes & Noble and other bookstores. Um, and if you, wherever you live in the world, you can certainly order it on the internet and uh, uh, if you haven't heard some the past show where I talked about the Amazon bombing because of my comments against violent video games uh, then if you go to Amazon please disregard those bad comments they were made by gamers who were upset that I was saying the obvious that playing violent video games causes people to become more aggressive so anyway getting back to love a lot to think about and uh I hope you enjoyed hearing about my quest for the, uh, the skirt dress that won Prince William's heart. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We're making it easier.